Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, February 8th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be joined very shortly by my co-host on Monday morning, Mr. Marcel Dorf. Marcel just uh, is running a little bit late. He'll be here in about five to ten minutes, so he'll be here fast. But uh, I want to wait for him, obviously, uh, before I really get into the recap of this weekend's card, especially because there was a Dutch fighter in the main event over him, obviously. So I want to wait for uh, Marcel to really get into the recaps. We'll give him a few minutes. Um, but uh, in the meantime, you know, there's there's a ton of news we can talk about. You know, I, I don't think you'll want to talk about this, so I, I might as well just start it off uh with Paige Van Zandt and BKFC I'm pretty sure Marcel didn't watch that card so <laughs> like maybe I'm speaking um misspeaking for him but yeah I mean it is what it is like she goes in there and loses to Britton Hart in uh, kind of a brawl I guess uh 49-46 decision for Hart all three judges had the same way they gave her four rounds Paige won I saw a lot of people betting against Paige here and I didn't know if it was a good idea honestly but Clearly it was. It's not like I, I put any money on this fight. I, it's not something I, I personally had interest in. But, you know, a lot of people just I, – I thought maybe, hey, they're just page haters. They're not really, you know, really giving her the credit she deserves because she's not that bad of a fighter. I mean, I mean, like, obviously she's had some bad losses. We've seen those. But she's had some great performances at times too. And I really wasn't ready to go and say that she's going to go and, and do terrible at BKFC before she actually had a chance to do it. Obviously not an impressive performance. She'll be back though, especially because she's making a ton of money. I think I saw somewhere that said she made 400K for this fight, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, good for her. Don't get me wrong, good for her. I, I love to see fighters get paid. But obviously, I don't think there's any other promotion in MMA that was going to pay her that kind of money. So when we were all wondering why Paige chose BKFC, we just assumed it about money. Well, it was about a ton of money from what we're seeing. I mean, I don't know if that is 100% accurate, the 400,000 number, but I did see it floating around. And speaking of big numbers, Jose Canseco made a million dollars for his Barstool Stools fight, his boxing match. So, I mean, there, there's money to be made out there, <laughs> not in the UFC. But uh, Paige, man, I don't know. We'll see what's next for her after this. See, I thought that if she had won this fight, they were going to try matching up maybe with Beck Rawlings in a rematch. They could still do that. She did knock out Beck Rawlings in May, but, you know, Beck's a pretty experienced fighter now in BKFC. So it was hard, hard head fights. I think that possibly they made a mistake in booking her against someone who had actually had experience. They might have been better served booking her against someone that didn't have any bare knuckle fights. And I think people wouldn't have cared either way. I think they would have tuned in either way. So yeah, it's really easy to sit here and criticize the matchmaking post fight. Obviously, it's easy to do that, but in this specific case, I mean, it's not like the odds were like she was a minus thousand favorite. She was a minus one fifty favorite. So the, the odds makers knew it would be very competitive, and it was obviously. Although the other fighter Hart gets the win here, so I don't know what they're going to do with her next. I don't think she'll like leave BKFC anytime soon. But I think I saw she signed for four fights. So if that is accurate, she's had one. Obviously, she'll have a couple more. And I saw some people already saying like in a couple of years she'll be signing with Bellator and joining Austin Vanderford there or signing with the UFC again. I could see both those things happening as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for Paige, good for her to make some money. I'm not surprised she lost by any means. But I think the fashion she lost losing four rounds, it's not too good. Again, we're waiting for Marcel. He should be here in about five minutes, guys. I'm just going to message him again. Uh, everyone is waiting for you. <laughs> You'll like that. 
So he'll be here. In a, he'll be here in a few minutes. But yeah, BKFC. I'm just gonna look at some other results from that. I know that uh, uh, Chris Lieben won his fight, so you know, good for the crippler. And now he's out there calling out Jake Paul. Uh, don't know why, but Chris Lieben he knocks out Quinton Henry. There's this uh, video going around, and uh, you can see Henry like screaming after he got KO'd. I mean, good for Lieben. The guy's a legend, man. You gotta love Chris Lieben, but you know, calling out Jake Paul or whatever. I don't know about that. I get this comment from Timothy Miller. Hey, Timothy. You think Fade Page will still be fighting professionally by 2022? That's next year. I think so. I think so. Because there's always going to be a market for her, I think, man. Unless she drops like a bunch of fights in a row. But I think right now there's going to be a market for her. She is marketable. Uh, look at the weigh-ins. I mean, the way everyone was watching the weigh-ins itself. So I think there is a market for Paige. Is she going to make do on the 400000 in DKFC? I don't know. But I know it's bringing in new eyeballs. And obviously, they sold this on pay-per-view. I didn't see any numbers out there. Maybe someone else has. But I'd like to see what they did on this pay-per-view. I, I doubt it's amazing. Obviously, not UFC numbers. But if they could at least make back some of what they had to pay the fighters, you know, they'll be more likely to sign these kind of big-name free agents in the future. But yeah, just looking at the, uh, the card... Johnny Bedford lost his fight, so that's a surprising upset there. He loses to that win by uh, unanimous decision. Johnny Bedford, former UFC fighter as well. Uh, I'll just pull it up on the screen here. Again, we're waiting for Marcel. Should be here in a few minutes. Uh, share screen. Pull up topology here. There we go. Okay, so yeah. Heart wins. That win wins. Good for this guy. Let's check out him. That win. 20-3. Pro boxing record. That's a nice record. 38 years old, older guy. I guess looking back, I mean, this guy had a lot of experience. And he's done well in BKFC if you look at his uh, his record. They're 3-0 now. So clearly a guy that's a pretty good bare-knuckle fighter, which is nice to see because they need someone like this. I thought Johnny Bedford was looking a lot better in BKFC than he was in the UFC a few years ago. But it is what it is. Uh, like I said, Chris Lieben wins. This guy, Martin Brown. He beats Zach Zane, who's also an MMA fighter. I think he was on Contender Series like two years ago, maybe. Yep, contender series. He lost to Justin Gonzalez. Yep. And he lost to Max Roscoff. Oh my God. So yeah, you can see why he was trying his hand at something new. If you lose to Roscoff, that's uh, not too good. So yeah, he gets he gets the loss here. Martin Brown wins. Check out this guy. 14 and 5. He's also an MA fighter as well. And looks like he's taken to BKFC the last few years. Good for him. I mean, looks like he's doing well. Two quick knockouts, so good for him. But that's a lot of experience. He beat Brock Weaver, actually. So this is a guy with some experience. Yeah, like a lot of these guys on the card were former UFC fighters, right? Or MMA fighters, you should say. Let's check out this one. Lorenzo Hunt defeats Rob, Rob Morrow via knockout. Three and five MMA record. Don't know a lot about this guy. He has fought a few notable names. A lot of these guys are like Titan FC guys too, like Florida-based fighters. John Chalbach defeats Greg Bono by knockout. Check out this guy. 4-0 as an MMA fighter. Interesting. Florida Keys KT, a Florida guy. But he's 38 years old, so not much of a prospect there. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, Heim Gonzalez. This guy was in Bellator. 13-6 and six record. Wow, 47 years old. He fought some other older guy, I think, in Bellator a few years ago. I can't remember. But, yeah, I mean, this guy is obviously getting up there in age. He's been around for a while. He fought Ryan Couture a couple times. <laughs> remember they did the rematch. Everyone's like, why are they doing this rematch? We don't want to see this fight. He fought Souza. Wow, he fought Jacare 15 years ago. I ain't fought Carlos Newton. I know about this one. Fought Carlos Newton 23 years ago. So, you know what, man? 
Like, how do you not respect that? This guy, hey, Marcel, Marcel's here. How do you not give a lot of respect to this guy, Jaime Gonzalez? He's 47 years old. He just won his bare knuckle fight. He fought Carlos Newton 23 years ago. He fought Drucker Ray 15 years ago. You know what you know about this guy? Yeah, of course. He's an Israeli guy. He's the dad of Aviv. Uh, he's in beat the bare knuckle boxing yeah, last Saturday, right? And he won. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, he was pretty, how do you say that? Involved with uh Bellator going to Israel and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I know. No, for sure. I was just talking about BKFC kind of going through it. I, I said that you probably wouldn't want to talk about Paige Van Zandt, so I'm like, I'll get I, it on the way now. It's all good. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, she lost her fight. Marcel, are you surprised? I was, actually, man. I mean, I think that she's not that... People try to make her look like a real bad fighter. I don't think she's a bad yeah. fighter, but the thing is she has lots of things next to the fighting as well, besides like modeling and that kind of stuff. So... Uh, people don't really take her really serious anymore, I think, as a fighter, but it's not really deserved because we all know she has a lot of heart. We saw that end that fight against Rose Namayunas, for example, in, uh, in the UFC. But um kind of surprised, to be honest, man. I think um, no disrespect to the women in Bakey UFC, but I think it's a little bit of like low-tire MMA uh, kind of women a lot who didn't cut in MMA and went to Bakey UFC. So... I don't know, man. Uh, I was surprised I haven't watched it because it was at like 7 a.m. or something in the morning over here. I was asleep. So um, I had to work today. So, um, yeah, I haven't watched it, but I was kind of surprised that she lost. Unanimous decision, I saw. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I said, Marcel. I was like, uh, people hate on her too much, I think. And uh, I think people were giving her much credit heading into this fight. But, I mean, the haters are going to be full-blown now after she loses this decision. No, Timothy asked earlier, do you think she'll still be fighting by next year? I think yes, Marcel. I think she'll still be fighting. I think she'll probably end up back in MMA in a year or two after she fights out this contract. I think it's a four-fight deal. So she's making a lot of money, dude. Good for her. And, uh, I mean, good for her. And she'll be yeah. back, I think, in MMA in a few years. But I can't blame her for taking the money, obviously. Same, man. Same. Yep. Um, and I also mentioned Chris Lieben won his fight. I mean, I love the guy, but, like, I really don't want to see him fight anymore, Marcel. I mean, I'm glad he won the fight. Can you please just – exit now like yeah he's, yeah he's he's getting up there man and he's getting knocked he's he had so many bad knockout losses where he like and he also had like tweets where he complained about his mental health remember he was complaining a few years ago i remember that yeah yep so he's a guy that shouldn't fight but they keep giving him fights i think he's done now though hopefully he called it jake paul though <laughs> there's also something with big efc man they uh <coughs> they lure in a lot of fighters who stopped with mma and uh, they lure them in with some money, and uh, they they come back into fighting. Like, yep. that's why. Listen, man, nothing against Big UFC. I think some some fights are legit, and some fights are good. But sometimes there's something like, uh, leave the guy alone, man. You know, he retired. He happily retired, probably. But you know, all these fighters, they still have that itch. You know, when they they are like, man, maybe I can do a last fight. You know, and when when they get a lot of money for it, listen, man, kudos to him for for them for taking that. You know, we, we, a lot of people would, but uh, I don't think. You should, as an organization, when somebody has retired, try to lure something in with big money to uh, to fight again, man. Definitely not if it's somebody like 40, 45 years, uh, year, year old. You know what yep. I mean? Yep, I agree with that completely. Uh, and Daniel said, these BKFC judges need to go back to school to learn corruption. Yeah, they, they probably want a page to win. Okay, Marcel, so 
I just talked about that while I was waiting for you. Let's get into UFC Vegas 18. You watched the card, obviously, on the weekend. I did. Yeah. I, did. Um, I mean, listen, it, it was another tough card, man. I mean, this there's been some tough card as far as picking goes, Marcel. There was a lot of upsets on this one too, man. And some I didn't see coming. Some I did see coming. I called a few, but man, t- uh, pretty tough night. I only went six and six in my picks. It wasn't great. Uh, think you went the same? I can't. Maybe you went. Maybe you had better than me. Seven five. Seven and five. So there you go, Marcel. You're the man. You got me by points. Uh, you know, main event. We were both off on this one. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. we picked over him in this fight. And dude, this fight was so one sided. It wasn't even competitive, Marcel. That's what surprised me. Like he wasn't even competitive. He just got chewed up on the feet. He had, by the stats, only one attempt to take down the whole fight. He didn't go for the shot right away, which is what I thought he would do, training mm-hmm. with blades. And he just gets brutally knocked out in the second round. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. It's actually the first time Volkov has really impressed me in the UFC. And it wasn't this fight. I think uh, he did very well. Uh, kept the fight standing. Um, dominated from start to finish. Uh, very good performance. Uh, yeah, over him. I, I don't know, man. I think he uh, it looked like he was never under fire for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I also expected a lot more trying to get the fight to the ground. He did once, didn't uh, got the takedown done. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was kind of surprised. I, after one round, I knew Volkov was going to win. Yeah. And I think everybody knew Volkov was going to win after the first round. Yeah. So um, yeah, I picked over him. I'm I'm uh, I'm cool with that, you know. Yep. Bat read on the fight, no yep. problem. It happens. No bias for me because I'm from the Netherlands. Absolutely not. But I really thought Overeem would take the fight down to the ground, and uh, might have a ground and pound finish over there late in the fight. So uh, yeah, kudos to Volkov, man. Only sucky thing for him is doesn't do anything for him. Probably, man. You know, we got uh, Jorginho Rosenstruck against Gan. Maybe he can fight the winner of that one because we have Blades waiting. We have uh, Miocic against Nganu fighting for the belt. And then we have Jones also waiting. So he is like number three in the line, probably. Yeah. And that's why I guess it's gone for Daniels. Just hate to be the Monday morning guy, obviously. But it's obvious that Green Carroll wrestling is most likely going to lose inside of the top six, I guess. He means in the division. It's all <laughs> obviously Daniels. It's easy to look back at a fight after it's done. Um, heading into this fight, Overeem has been wrestling guys lately. He wrestled Sakai. He took ball hairs to the ground too. Like he, he wanted to take these guys to the ground. Olenek, uh, Rosenstrike, Pavlovich. That's what he was doing, Marcel. Um, yeah. I knew obviously he can get knocked out. He's been knocked out 15 times. We all knew that was a possibility. But he was a, he was a huge underdog as a heavyweight. I'm always going to take a shot in that. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like yeah. that's a that was a 50-50 fight heading into it, in my opinion. Didn't play yeah. out that way. I was wrong, obviously. I fully admit that. And I mean, it is what it is. Volkov looked incredible. What's next for him? I don't know because he just lost the Blades two fights ago. So he doesn't get the winner of Blades and Lewis. Unless Lewis wins, maybe they could do the rematch. But I don't know where he goes, Marcel. Where like, Does this really do much for him? Does he fight the winner of Rosenstrike and gone? Is that where he'd go? Uh, by the way, I said Blades. Blades has to fight uh, Lewis indeed. But exactly. Blades going to win that fight. I, I don't have any doubt. But... Um, uh, Ga- yeah, I think he fights Gan Rosenstrike, the winner probably, man. Um, and likely will be Gan, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's that's a fight I, I can look forward to, man. Volkov against Gan, that would be fun. Uh, Volkov Rosenstrike can be fun as well, man. <laughs> Depends on, uh, I don't know if uh, Volkov has, has a very good ground game. I haven't seen it actually. He has definitely has some takedown defense, but yeah. um. I haven't seen it. I think uh, Rosa Strike doesn't have a ground game, and Gan has a good ground game. So that that would be an intriguing fight as well. So, um, but but he 
sucks for, for all these guys, man, that we have Miocic and Ganu uh, fighting each other again. And, I mean, after that's probably Jones, you know? Yep, so, yep. <laughs> for all these other guys, it sucks. Yep, I agree with that. You know, um, about uh, Overeem, right? Heading into this fight, Marcel, and they show this at the beginning of the show, his <laughs> significant striking accuracy was the highest in UFC history at 74%. After this fight, it went down to 64 That's how bad he performed in this fight. He couldn't hit Volkov, and he got hit back way too often. Yeah. You know, Marcel, I'm looking at his stats right now. It's the first time he hasn't landed a takedown. Or, well, he didn't land one against Olenek, but basically the last four fights, he landed takedowns to win his fight. In this fight, he didn't do that. I, I don't know. He only landed 10 significant strikes, too. Like, he only attempted 20. That's it. He only attempted 20. That's crazy to me. He, he, I don't know what was wrong with him in this fight. He just didn't look – he looked off. But, yeah. again, Volkov looked incredible. I think it's a combination of both. Volkov looking amazing and Overeem not – he just looked off, man. You can't say – like, when has he ever just stood there and got beat up like that? And he's been knocked out before many times. But he's never just, like, kind of stood there and just been beat to the pulp like that, Marcel. Like, this fight was not close at all, man. It was a complete beatdown. Let me get this comment from Tim. Tell me if I'm wrong, but Reem fight remind me of Connor and Eddie. We expected Reem and Eddie to wrestle, but they tried to exchange with a clearly better striker. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with Eddie, because he got dropped a few times and didn't really go to the takedown. I think at that point he was probably on autopilot when they fought. In this fight, I really thought I thought Reem would shoot right away, Marcel. I thought he'd go for the fence, just like Blades did, get him to the ground. I was just surprised, but you know, that team's really good, team elevation. Don't get me wrong, they have great coaches. I just mm -hmm. think maybe the coaching wasn't the greatest for this fight. That that could happen, you know. It was a bad game plan to try and stand with this guy. Because again, he only attempted one takedown and failed on it and got destroyed. Uh, anything else you want to say about this fight? Can we move on? Move on, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, answer this guy's question first, Marcel. Uh, Salsker94, any rules on Barcelos and Stainman? I don't know, man. I, I said on Twitter, man, that uh, Barcelos doesn't have a, a, an opponent yet for the 27th. Maybe Stamen wants to wants, wants that fight. You know, it should have been have taken place like last year, but then COVID got uh, got in and, and that event got scrapped. So yeah. I like that. I like that fight, but I don't know. Can Stamen make one thirty five on uh, February twenty seven? This fight would have been on one forty five. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. I saw Marab was calling him out. He wants to yeah. fight him. Rebook that fight. Uh, Daniel That's says. Yeah, Volkov and Connor both did a great job of setting their feet in anticipation of the takedown. The opportunity was there. They would have taken takedowns. Yeah, I agree with that too. But I just think he was going to push them against the fence and try to like make it dirty and gritty. He didn't do that. So, again, completely wrong on this fight. Now, one fight I was bang on on, I called the knockout in this fight. And I'm not saying I called a flying knee, but I, I said he was going to have a nice knockout in this fight. Corey Sanhagen. I just I saw it coming, Marcel, with Frankie's chain, with Sanhagen's length, the length and the reach. So again, <laughs> didn't have the greatest read in the main event. I had a bang on read in this fight. Knocks him out with a flying knee. And again, I, I really like Sehagen. He was a but the knockout prop plus two fifty compared to his minus four hundred number. I love that prop on him by knockout. So he looked amazing. Marcel Frankie gets just brutally knocked out. Um, I want to see Sehagen fight for the belt, man. He deserves it. You know, he beat Marias in spectacular fashion. And now he beats. Uh, this guy in amazing fashion. He's next in line. I don't want to see TJ get that title shot. He doesn't deserve it whatsoever. You don't miss two years because of PDs. You don't have a knockout loss your last fight. Come back two years, two and a half years later, basically now, and get a title shot, Marcel. I don't want to see that. I want to see Sanhagen fight the winner of Yanni Sterling. What do you think? I agree with you, man. And let me take the moment here to call out Mr. Cole Shelton, who does the show with you tomorrow. 
I mean, what did he say that TJ uh, should fight Sandhagen next? He's all I mean, in on he's all in yeah. on TJ. You know, I love Cole. I don't agree yeah. with him on this one. It is yeah, a big I, fight. I, it's a huge fight. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think the guy deserves it. <laughs> uh, but I call you out, Cole. Tell us tomorrow why you think TJ deserves this fight with Sandhagen, and Sandhagen doesn't deserve a title shot against Aljo again uh, versus Jan. Sandhagen won two fights against Moraes and against uh, against Frankie Edgar and finished them both in spectacular fashion. Tell me how they don't just how we don't deserve it, man. I really want to hear it. And I don't want to hear from a business point of view. I want to hear why you think he should fight for uh, TJ Dillashaw. Sandhagen Dillashaw. Don't give me the business point of view, man. I don't have to need to hear that. You said you want to see that fight. Why you want to see that fight? I want to hear it. I call you out, man. I love you, dude, but I call you out on this. Holy one. shit. You just call a call. I want to see this. I don't know if Cole's in the chat right He might be. I'm not sure. If he is, then we'll get a response from him soon. <laughs> yeah. Cole, he's drug testing. Listen, the thing is, Peter Yan was the guy who called out uh, Dillashaw. He was the guy. Peter Yan talked to James, uh, James Lynch like two weeks ago, maybe, and was like, mm -hmm. I want to fight TJ. He's like, that's the fight I want. So that's kind of, I think, where this has come from, I think. But then again, Dana White also said a few weeks ago, like, before that happened, oh, yeah, you know, we, we would consider giving him an immediate title shot. I was just like, really? Like, he hasn't fought in forever. He, he tested positive. Marcel, people think he's going to go back to being the same guy who knocked up Brown. I don't think he will be. I think he's going to be – he's also, like, 35 now. He's mm -hmm. older now. He's going to be slower now. Um, he's not going to be in his magic juice anymore. So I don't know how he's going to look. I, I mean, listen, Dillashaw's got the skills, man. His striking's amazing. He's got the grappling. We all know how good he is. Yeah. Without the magic beans, Marcel, how good is he really going to be? I don't know, man. I mean, how good was uh, uh, Asterix and Obelix without, uh, without the magic po uh, potion, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm definitely like, Obelix. Vidor, uh, Vidor, Asterix. Vidor is Jesus juice. It reminds me of that. Remember a few years ago, you had the TRT. All right, uh, Daniel says uh, Marcel Morthen, the big battle fan for a second time. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm getting this call from Tyler. He says, heavy underdogs winning at an absurd rate. Dude, I I got to talk about this. Through four cards. We've had eight or nine plus two underdogs winning. What do you think of this? Good matching or bad odd making? Great, great question. Love this question. Dude, I, I mean, I've only called a few of those. Like, there's been some crazy upsets. The truth is, too many people in MMA, and they've been doing it for years, blindly betting the parlays. You'll string together three or four guys in a parlay, and they, for years they won. Not anymore, man. I think it is good matchmaking. I think it's a lot of unknown fighters, and I think it's a lot of people like Overeem and Edgar who are getting older now. Obviously, Edgar wasn't upset, but and those fights were upsets, I shouldn't say. But uh, other fights, like there were recent upsets, like Connor, people hyping him up, and he gets KO'd. Uh, Ponzinibbio got knocked out. That was a big upset. People just kind of assumed he would be the same guy after two years away, and they just underrated Jing Wang. There's a lot that goes into that, man. I think the odds makers, for the most part, are pretty good in this sport. I mean, they're they're clearly doing well for their sports books. They're making money for the books. I think the matchmaking's got a lot better, but I also think that there's just – people are improving. Fighters are improving. They're getting better, and, and we're seeing that. What do you think, Marcel? There's been a lot of upsets. What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah. What, what what's an actual upset, man? The plus two hundred. Sometimes I don't agree with the odds. Anything? You know? any, yeah, it's true for uh, sure. For, for example, the the Khalil Roundtree against Pragnia was a big upset to me. I think to many people. But uh, sometimes I you gotta see the UFC making fights that they heavily favoring somebody, you know, and uh, that is pretty obvious. Who you think will win? And then the other guy 
went, you know, what nobody and, expected. It's, that and, happens, it's been a crazy year, honestly. Like, even yeah. this card, like, for instance, Clay Guida, looked, he, he dominated that fight, basically, and he looked great. He was a plus, like, 150 or 60 underdog, which I consider an upset, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but Danilo, Mar oh, we'll talk about these guys. Let's get through this card. So, San Hagen, title shot for me, yes. Um, Edgar, I don't know what to do with I mean, I don't know what he's going to do now, because he's just got brutally killed again. He's been knocked on three of his last four fights, if I'm not mistaken, or two of his last three, because Korean Zombie destroyed him too, Marcel. If 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 Cruz loses against Casey Kenny, make the Cruz fight. I'd watch that if he loses. Yeah, and I think he might. Casey Kenny, I'm all, I'm all in on that kid too, hmm. even despite the comments last week. Dan Weber's great point about aging fighters. One week Brunson surprises, and then next week Edgar gets stopped in 30 seconds. It's a it's a crazy sport, man, but. This is why I'm trying to stay away from big juice guys right now. That's I've been telling you guys this for like the last few weeks. I'm like, we're not going to bet on these huge favorites like Mike Rodriguez. We're staying away. No thanks. And Marcus, we were just talking about this. Marcus TJ Sanhagen. Um, you could do that fight, but I feel like Sanhagen really deserves a title shot, man. Like, how does it get better than knocking out two guys with flying knee and <laughs> spinning wheel kick back? And he knocked Mar Marias was the number of contender where he knocked it out. Right, and then Edgar was top five. So, what does TJ did? When was TJ's last win? I want to know when his last win was. Like, was it Garbrandt? I guess Henry. I think Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. No, it was. Oh, no, his he last lost that. He lost that. Sorry, his last sorry. win was in August 2018. I mean, that was a freaking yeah. long time ago, bro. Like, that's a long time ago. So, I Mar Marcel, if they booked that fight. It'd be a great fight between two guys that I think are training in Colorado. That'd be a fun fight. But I really think that Sangin should be next. Um, let's go to the next fight, Mark. So I just mentioned it. Uh, Clay Guida wrestles Michael Johnson. I got to admit, this one surprised me too. I mean, going into this fight, Johnson had so many advantages. Younger fighter, longer fighter, self-pod advantage, much more busy, active striker, more power on the feet. Dude, he got beat up bad. Clay Guida beat him everywhere. He beat him in the striking and on the ground. I was surprised how good Guida looked in this fight. What did you think, Marcel? Did you hear what Johnson said after the fight? What did he say? He's retiring? What did he say? No. Uh, that's a split for me, right? Oh. Listen, listen <laughs> I did think he won the second round, it should, but it should have been 29-28. I had a 29-28. Yeah, for Guida, right? In the first and yeah. third. Dude, he just, he got out-wrestled like crazy. He got out-struck. Guida was landing bombs in the feet, Marcel, in that first round. Like, he was landing big shots. I was like, oh, man, he's going to get KO'd already? I think it was like when he fought Joe Lozon. He just came out with guns a-blazing. And you know yeah. Guida's got 50 minutes cardio. He looked fantastic, man. Yeah, Guida always has... has probably one of the best cardios in the game you know yeah and uh yeah i was i was kind of surprised to be honest that the, I, I didn't expect guida to win the fight but on the other hand michael johnson is like mr inconsistent man I know. Dude, uh, it's it's I, I don't know what's up he has all the talent to be a, a great fighter you know to 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 become a big fighter in in, in the ufc but seems like it just it just doesn't click for some reason and i don't know what's up with that yeah. um I also heard that he he left Henry Hooft. Oh, he um, did. Yeah, I wish I knew that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, he's got like I think a five hundred record now, or it might be under five hundred by by a fight. Is he going to be one of the guys that gets cut? Sixty guys. He's on a four fight losing streak. I mean, it's likely, man. I I wouldn't be surprised, and I think his name value is still pretty good. So, I see somebody else picking up. You know, maybe PFL. Maybe Bellator. I don't think he will go to one championship, but Bellator makes sense because they got a lot of those guys like from Florida that they've signed recently. Yeah. Guys from well, I don't know what Jimmy's at now because you just said he left there, but I think that would be a good place. But PFL would be 
Interesting. I don't know, man. Michael Johnson's such an inconsistent guy. He's such he's always been a hard guy for me to get a read on, man. But I just thought with the takedown defense with the sprawl and brawl, he'd win and he gets dominated. Uh this next fight, Marcel, Alexander Pantoja defeats Manel Cape via unanimous decision. This was another close fight. Uh, but I I thought that the judges got this one right too, with Pantoja getting the nod. Cape didn't do enough, quite frankly. He just kind of stood there, especially that first round. It, I tweeted this out, Marcel. It reminded me of when Tim Boach fought Hector Lombard, who was making his debut. He just kind of stood there and got kicked in the leg for three rounds and lost like a, kind of a boring decision. This fight wasn't that great. Uh, there was the, I think the third round was pretty exciting. But overall, it was kind of like a slower-paced fight, I guess. Pantoja gets the win here. He calls on Figueredo. I don't know if he gets him, but it was a good win for him. What do you think about the fight, man? Yeah, man. I mean, Manel was very, uh, how do you say that? hesitant to do a thing or whatever i don't know what was what what that was he was pretty much waiting for that one shot ko that never came i had a 30 27 for pantoja i think 29 28 would have been possible as well um i don't know why he was surprised that he lost to be honest man he was also upset about it i mean i was pretty clear pantoja won in my opinion um was much more busy or much more volume um I mean, Pantoja definitely not going to get a title shot because he lost his last fight against Askar Askarov. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I expect, honestly, to they're probably going to rebook Figueredo against Moreno. Um, and then we see Benavides against Askarov. If Askarov wins that fight, I think Askarov gets the next title shot probably. Yeah. Um, Pantoja can fight Alex Perez probably. I know Alex sure. Perez. Alex Perez wants to fight. He, uh, by the way, congrats to Alex Perez on his uh, on his son that uh, uh, his son got born like two or three days ago. So congrats there to him. And uh, I know he wants to fight in March. So why not? If Pantoja is ready, maybe book it late or early April, late March. Why that, that fight makes sense. I think they're ranked five and four and five or five yeah. and six. Perfect fight. I know he's coming off a loss, but who cares? Great fight. Can I get some comments here? Uh, Daniel says, uh, the Michael Johnson, maybe we're overlooking the beating Khabib took out of him. Very true, but he, I mean, he's had a lot of fights. He's won fights since then, but you're right. I mean, he got beat up bad. Timothy Miller, with aging fighters, uh, fights being able to go either way and generally be more exciting as hell, doesn't it make sense uh, more and more that uh, cutting you all was a mistake? I always thought that was a weird cut, but it was probably yeah, money probably related. Probably money, yeah. Money related, yeah. Tyler Warner, love Clay Guida, knowing where he's at in his career and telling the matchmakers he wants some of the fresh meat. And to welcome the newcomers to the UFC rather than getting these tough veterans. Sure. Uh, you know, I love that too. I mean, Clay is a very confident guy. He uh, he still believes he's a contender. I I, I don't know. I, I'm going to doubt him a little bit, even despite that win. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, this fight, Marcel, Benil Darius defeats Diego Ferreira. Split decision. <laughs> I had it to the area is 29-28. I think he won the first and third, if I'm not mistaken. The takedowns were the difference, really, in this fight. It was a close fight, very closely competitive. But, uh, you know, I, I thought Ferrer would win, so I'm wrong about this one. But Darius looked good. What do you think? Uh, same as you, man. I expected Ferreira to win, but Darius won the fight. He won two rounds against one. So, uh, yeah, 29-28 was the right score. I don't know what uh, Jaron Vallal was watching. But, um, I mean... Darius won. I love his his interview afterwards. That was great. Uh, and then he apologized for his of interview uh, after. And I was like, dude, you didn't have to apologize. You didn't say anything wrong. So um, Darius, great man. He's, he's like super humble, great yeah. fighter. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Darius. Also, I'm a huge fan of Ferreira. I think he's great as well. Yeah. So uh, deservingly, both got the fight of the night uh, bonus. 
And uh, yeah, it was a good fight. It was, a, was, in my opinion, the best fight of the night. So it deserve, deserved to get the bonus. Um, yeah, looking forward, man. Darius is going to climb now in the, in the lightweight rankings. Uh, yeah. Ferrer was like three spots before him. Before he was him, 10 right? and 13. They were 10 and 13. Yeah. And, and I mean, this proves even more, man, that it probably was kind of a fluke against Alexander Hernandez, man, with Darius. People were trying to ride him off after that after that loss. I remember that. Then yeah. he had a tough fight with Dober where he lost the first round, came back with the submission yeah. win. But Darius, he's developing, man, and he's also striking is coming together. So he can be a danger for the for that division, man, if it's going yeah. on. No, I agree. And he's, you know, on a six-fight win streak. And I apologize. Uh, I said first and third. It's actually the first and second in Darius. Which one? Diego won the third round. He came, he was coming back. If it was five rounds, he might have won that fight. But it was three, and he lost the decision. So good call by the judges getting him uh, the decision. Now i got to get some comments here. Timothy says, like, we are the gatekeeper. That's funny. Daniel says, Darius' stock went through the roof. Exciting fighter, great personality, speaking up. Love the guy, man. I hope he gets a – I really hope he gets someone like Dan Hooker, who's highly ranked. But I watch them go and give him Islam Makachev and be yeah. like, screw you for your comments. We're going to give you a hardest fight possible now. You know what I mean? Don't Because we know how petty the UFC can be, Marcel. Even a guy like Darius is that likable. I don't – he went and apologized to Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard after, but I, I still feel like they might hold a glitch against him for these comments. It's like that guy Alessio DiCirico a few weeks ago, Marcel. You don't think the UFC is going to give him the hardest fight possible now? Of course they are. <laughs> they always do. Now I'm going to get Cole's comments. Cole, Cole Shelton has joined the chat, ladies and gentlemen. So if you missed what Marcel said, Marcel went on a little bit of a rant earlier about TJ Dillashaw, who me and Marcel do not believe should be fighting for the belt next. Now we have Cole here. Cole, just catching up. Uh, John Jones has entered the chat. Someone who got a PED suspension came back for a title shot. TJ is getting a title shot or no more contender fights. DJ is considered one of the best 135ers ever. Sanhagen got dusted in 88 seconds to Aljo three fights ago and it wasn't close. If Aljo wins, a rematch doesn't make sense. Marcel, oh, and, and then this. But if Sanhagen beats TJ, at least it adds a bit of hype to his name. Marcel, you're, the floor is yours, man. Go, go for it. Yeah, man. I mean... <laughs> What do you want me to say, right? I mean, he, he lost one fight in the UFC, and it was against Sterling. It was 88 seconds, indeed. Yeah, it happens, man. Sometimes you get caught. doesn't mean you don't deserve anything. doesn't do it. He has two wins, a knockout against Moraes, against Edgar, two big wins, in my opinion. What did TJ Dillashaw do the last two years? Nothing. He was on suspension because he used EPO. I don't see how that gets him a fight with Sanhagen. <clears throat> I have no idea. He definitely shouldn't get a number one contender fight, and he absolutely shouldn't get a title shot. So that's case closed for me, man. I, I don't know how you can defend TJ Dillashaw at this rate. Yeah, so my thoughts on this are, <laughs> I think, you, I don't even know if you can compare John Jones and TJ's situation because John Jones, dude, we all knew he was the best two <clears> fiver. <throat> he was the champ three times. And the thing is, there was no other contenders. There's so many bandweight contenders right now. If it's not um, Corey, there's other people that can fight for the belt too that are more yeah. deserving than TJ. Uh, TJ got stopped at flyweight. Yeah, TJ and he got, and he got knocked out his last fight too, Cole. So, like, listen, there's – I again, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it. I think there's a good chance, especially if Yan wins. Because if Yan – or, uh, yeah, or Sterling even, I mean, it's possible. It doesn't really matter actually. Uh, but Yan wants that fight badly with TJ. So I wouldn't be surprised, Cole, if they do do it. I, I personally think that Corey definitely deserves it more. I mean, how could you deny the guy based off the lot? Like, what, Marcel, have you ever – I'm trying to think of, like, how many guys have had back-to-back -back wins flashy like that? Not too many. Like, I'm thinking, like, Vitor Belfort, I think, did it a few years ago. 
knocked out like what uh, Rockhold and Bisping back to back. Francis probably. Francis has had some good ones back to back. Very rare. And usually when guys do that, they do get title shots, right? When you do something spectacular. Mm -hmm. I think you have to reward an amazing performance. I think you have to reward a guy who's been a clean fighter more than a guy who's been, who cheated the sport, who hasn't fought in over two years, who hasn't won in almost three years, who, who just got knocked out in his last fight. I like TJ Dolce, so don't get me wrong. I really like the guy. I think he's a great fighter. And even with the PD thing, I'm willing to give him another chance like I have every other fighter that's been caught, like John Jones. I give him multiple chances. Yeah, it's part of the sport. I mean, listen, it's not a great part of the sport, but it is. Guys have juiced their whole careers, many many of them, and guys that we are our heroes. So I like TJ. Don't get me wrong. I just think that Corey's did more than enough to get the title shot, but it won't. It wouldn't surprise me either way. I like the fact that we we're kind of debating this though. It's cool that Cole's kind of on the opposite um, end of things, Marcel. Yeah. If if the UFC gives TJ Dillashaw an immediate title shot, how can you take them serious anymore? I mean, but listen, they've given honest. they've given fighters. Title shots coming off losses, like not before TJ. Like Misha Tate got one, I think, coming off a loss. Um, Chael Sonnen got one coming off like two, yeah, two losses. Joel Romero, Jose Aldo. Joel Romero, I yeah. I, I know, but I mean, this is not just coming off a loss. He comes off a two-year suspension yeah. for using EPO. That's even worse. If you give him a title shot immediately, you pretty much say, okay, he got caught with EPO. We don't care. He got his, he got a, he got a suspension. We don't care. When he gets back, he gets another title shot. Yeah, okay. and, and I think that it's a, we're a little bit deeper into the drug testing with USADA and stuff now. Mm -hmm. Like, that, the Jones thing happened, and, and obviously USADA, I think, was a part of that. But it was also, I think, some different circumstances. Like, just like Timothy's saying, he thinks it's kind of different for Jones and TJ. And I, I kind of agree. But listen, I'm not going to be surprised either way, Marcel, if TJ gets it. I just think Corey you, deserves it more. You know what? Let's do TJ against Cody Garb on, th Cody Garb on three. You know? Cody wants that fight to happen again. And TJ... Listen, man, he got caught, not during yeah. those fights, but he can show that he is clean right now and that he can win again against Cody Garbrandt for the third time. Yeah. Let's do that fight. I don't here's care. A, here's my other thing. What, what's the rush to get TJ this title shot? Like, why doesn't he just take a fight? Like, he hasn't fought in two years. Listen, man, if Glover Tessera has to wait, TJ can wait. I, Marcel, why doesn't he just take a fight? Like, doesn't he want to get in the cage and get some, some ring time again? He only has 30 seconds in the last three years because he got KO'd in that fight. That's what I would say. But anyways, let me get some comments here. Marcus, Sanhagen's win versus Edgar is good, but I had Edgar losing to Munoz. I did too. TJ doesn't deserve a title shot. That's why I like Sanhagen TJ, and they might just do that fight, and it'd be a great fight. I'd love to see that fight. Timothy, I hate steroids, but I see why these things happen for sure. Um, the uh, That's – okay, the opening – so we're getting back to the to the uh, recap. We got off topic there, although I love talking about that stuff. What about this guy, Danilo Marquez, Mar Marcel? Second straight upset win as an underdog. Uh, beats Mike Rodriguez, who might be one of the most overrated fighters in the UFC, in my opinion. Um, this guy just—I think he's two, four, and one now in the UFC. Like, and he's always a huge favorite. I don't get it. What do you think of this fight, Mar uh, Marcel? You think Mar Marquez is a little bit underrated? I'd say. I hated to pick this fight because Mike Rodriguez is super inconsistent. That the Dino Marquez won against Kadis Ibrahimov, who didn't really <laughs> look good in the UFC at all, you know. So it was hard to pick. I went for the safe pick with Mike Rodriguez, wasn't sure. And after uh, three or four months into the first round, I knew I had a bad pick, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I still don't know. I have to see Marquez against a uh, better competition to really get a read on him because uh, we saw his, his jiu jitsu is good. Um, he stopped him in this, I think, it was second round, right? So, um, yeah, good for Marquez. I, I honestly, 
I would have made this fight a pick him, not not a another favorite. Uh, I I wouldn't favor Mike Rodriguez in this fight at all. Yeah. I, I would have made it a pick him, but I went with Rodriguez because it was a more safe pick to me than it was uh, Danilo Marquez. So, uh, but yeah, I was wrong. I can live with that. I'm wrong many times in my life. So yeah, me too. Me too. And, <laughs> I mean, look, at, I just want to get these comments too about TJ and stuff. Timothy says Cody and TJ. He likes <clears> that <throat> fight. He paid for that pay review. Daniel says you guys are bringing Babel fan back with the TJ talk. Solskjaer, if Sterling wins, there's no chance they're going to rebook Sterling and saying, and that's true too. I do agree with that. And Cole brought the point up earlier, and I actually agree with him because he lost to him last year, so they probably wouldn't do that that rematch. Even though I think the fight can be, I picked Corey Sagan before that fight. That the that fight could be completely different, Marcel. Yeah, the, the thing is, well, you you guys think too much as the UFC. Don't don't think as the UFC. Think what you want and what you think is right you know let the ufc think for the, themselves you know the ufc they, listen the ufc will always go where the money is but it yeah. doesn't mean that we have to talk where the money is you know yeah. i'm not on the ufc payroll i don't have to say whatever they want me to say you know i mean i just can say whatever i want and what i think is right and what right is that santagan won his last two fights big chaos good opponents is the most deserving of a title shot after Sterling against Jan, you know? Yeah. So that's why I pushing for the fight, the winner, Sterling Jan against Sandhagen. And that UFC probably is not going to do it. Yeah, Let's be honest, I don't really give a shit, you know? I'm just saying what I think is right. And I know it's probably not going to happen, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, how do you say that, uh, tell what the UFC wants. I don't care, honestly. Now, I'm just looking at the rankings. TJ, and I'm not saying they always use the rankings, but they often do like cite them when they book fights. TJ's not ranked, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Yang's obviously the champion. They got Sterling Sang, and those are the top three guys. So, you know, it's like saying like Francis doesn't deserve another title shot because he lost to Stipe. Like, he's won two fights since then. I think that's, the, I think he's did enough. If you're not going to give Corey the fight, I'd rather see Cody Garbrandt get the fight than TJ, too, you know, quite frankly, because he, at least he knocked out a Sun Song's last fight or so. And mm-hmm. right now he's ranked number three. Quite frankly, Rob Font deserves it more too after knocking on Marais. So to me, like TJ's just a little bit lower on the list. But again, I do think there's a very good chance he gets a shot because Yan wants it, UFC wants it. Marcel, let's move on from the TJ talk. I think too much of it. <laughs> there's too much else to talk about. This is a great question. Uh, Justin James, he's asking about. Now, we didn't talk about this fight. This is the next one. Um, listen, man, this guy, I like him. He's a nice guy. He's taken fights on short notice numerous times. And he posted a comment yesterday on his Instagram or Twitter saying like, you know, thank you to the UFC. You know, I took the fight on short notice. He, he wants another fight. He's got a son. I think his father just recently passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he needs this job. I like the guy. He got beat up really bad. He's had some tough matchups in the UFC. Uh, Justin James. Smith looked outstanding in this fight. It was a great performance. I thought he'd win this fight by stoppage. He did just that. Although it did go over the total by like a minute. So he looked amazing though, but uh, I like both. I like both guys. Um, Smith obviously extremely high. And James, I just he seems like a decent guy, man. But he probably gets caught. Marcel one and three record. What do you think? Yeah, I hate to see him, man. I mean, um, yeah, he came in the UFC with that big win against Camacho, right? And yep. uh, after that, he lost to Tucker, and now against uh, Benitez as well. Benitez as well. Yeah, true. Uh, one, one, three. Yep. He took some short notice fights, man. I mean, maybe to give him another shot. Yeah. I don't think probably not. I mean, they also cut Spike Carlisle, which was really surprising. Yeah, they, they did a lot of cuts last week. I don't know if yeah. we talked about that, but they did cut uh, Spike and Junior, a bunch of fighters. 
So yeah. you're right. I mean, he might not get a shot. Also, his contract, I think, is done because he, he fought four – usually they sign four-fight deal when they sign with the UFC. So I'm assuming his contract's done. He probably doesn't get re-signed, unfortunately. But Smith, I really like, Marcel. And I was laughing because at his post-fight interview, they were like, what are you going to do after the fight? Like, what are you going to do? going to get back in the cage soon? He's like, I want to take a month off to chill. And they were like, what is chilling consist of? He's like, he's like smoking, smoking weed and playing, playing UFC video games. I was laughing so hard. Like, this guy's awesome, man. So you can, you can still do that and be a high-level UFC fighter. No problem with that. Pacers fan, if Cruz wins, he'll be outside the top 10. Cruz, Edgar winner, or Edgar Guida, 155, 145. Yeah, Edgar, you know, Guida versus Edgar would be fun, by the way. Um, yeah. I think if Cruz wins against Kenny, which I'm not sure if he wins, but if he wins, I could see Cruz possibly even getting that title shot because of the name value, yeah. right? He's uh, he's right there, too, so I think he's up there. Uh, Daniel Edwards says, James should either be cut or face another KORs like Spike Carlo. That would have been a great fight, but yeah, I think James gets cut. I'm just saying, like, at least, you know, to be fair to the guy, he was taking fights on short notice. Like, he didn't get a full camp. But it could have been a situation, like, where they were like, you have to, you take this fight, you're going to get cut. Um, we're going to go through the rest real quickly, Marcel, because really there, there was actually quite a few fights that were kind of, like, boring, I would say, arguably. Um, Carol Rosa fight, she looks great. I like her a lot. I think I talked about her. Marcel, she beats people in the top ten right now. She beats Marion Renault easily. and She's ranked number eight, I think. She beats her easily, Marcel. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I think she's uh, she's good. She looks solid, and she really needs to step up in competition soon. So, yeah. we definitely should fight a rank fighter next. Hundred percent, and I think that fight makes sense. Um, yeah. Edwards loses, but short notice for her. Uh, Laura Procopio, I picked her as an underdog in this one. She won a uh, decision. Yep, nice job. Man, that arm bar was super tight in the second round. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> holy shit! How did I don't know how she got out of that, man. Mm. Incredible. I didn't think McCann had any sort of ground game. So, I mean, that was kind of impressive, actually. It wouldn't surprise me if Meatball Molly gets cut either. I think she's three and two, if I'm not mistaken. She'll probably get one more because she's pretty popular. In, three and in, three. Three and three. I apologize. She's pretty popular, I think, in England and UK. Yeah. So maybe they'll keep her for one more. But yeah, I could. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, next fight, uh, Sung Woo Choi, a guy I was really looking at it as a dog. Ultimately, ended up passing on him, but he looked phenomenal in this fight against Yusuf Zalal. Zalal wins his first three fights in the UFC, Marcel, and now he loses two straight, and he got dominated in these fights. I don't know what happened to this guy, but what's your thoughts on this Choi guy? Because I like him. Choi is okay, man. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to win against Zalal, to be honest. I think Zalal is also a good fighter. But uh, I think both guys, probably not top 15 material or top 20 material, material in my opinion. Um, Choi looked good, um, finally, again, you know. Um I don't know, to be honest, man. I, I, I have a hard, hard, hard read on Choi all the time. You know, I think he did great against Suman Mokhtarian, but uh, yeah, Su Suman didn't really do well in the UFC, unfortunately. But um, it's a good win for him. Let's see what happens next. I mean, uh, it's a hard, it's very hard to get a read on this one for me. I don't know how you think about it. Uh, for this fight? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was hard to get a read on it. Now, what do you think of this guy, Valiev? He didn't get the finish. I thought he would because he dominated Martin Day, who's going to get cut, by the way. He's 0-4. He's getting cut. Yeah. But I thought Valiev would finish this fight. Yeah, man. I mean, he probably saw a signing of Chris Toyoni uh, next to the octagon, and it was like I played safe. Well, by so, the way, what fight was it that the fighter ran into Tyoni? Remember, I messaged you. He was running backwards. There it was a girl. I can't remember who it was, and they ran into Tyoni. Remember that? No, you didn't message me about he it. Ran he ran into someone. Was... Someone was running backwards, and he ran. I'm gonna let me, let me go on Twitter. Talk about the fight while I look for it. All right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, Valiev, he's also said, like, uh, sorry for, the, he, he tweeted, like, sorry for the boring fight, but uh, I wanted to have this win. And he's like, uh, I, I needed this win badly. So, 
I mean, after the first fight he had, he got screwed, in my opinion. I, I see him getting the win like that. I would have liked a finish as well, but we both had him by decision, I think. So we're not, I'm not surprised with it. I, I, I said it. Hey, 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 hey. Valiev going to Western Fuck Martin Day. I said it last oh, year. And, and, yeah. and by the way, I put I sent you the message at 854. So I think it was the Janes and Smith fight, maybe the first round. Okay. I think I think it was Smith was backing up or Janes was. They were just backing up. He ran right into them. I was like, this freaking guy, man, every time he screws up. And every you can grab the fence like five times in these fights. He doesn't care. Yeah. By the way, I'm happy Mark Beltran probably uh, gets a. I, I saw that in the bat. It looks uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Perfect. He's one of the best refs. The guy yeah. with the huge beard. If, we, if you don't know who we're talking about, <laughs> um, the other guy that's really good is Mark Smith, and uh, he had that interview with Joe Rogan last week where he was talking yeah. about uh, fight, being a fighter pilot. Can you believe that, Marcel? That's unbelievable. So he's a crazy guy. Um. I'm going to get some comments, but the last fight we have to talk about in this card, Odie Osborne knocking out Jerome Vera. Great performance, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I expect him to win. So, By the way, people were surprised that he didn't get a performance bonus. I mean, I would have liked nah. it for him, you know. But the thing is, Rivera was 0-3 yeah. um, in the UFC. As the contender series side wasn't that good for Rivera. He actually didn't win that one. He got the win. Uh, was it short notice? Was it 145? Ode yeah. normally fights at 135, was supposed to cut to 125. Rivera fights at 125, fought at 145. So <laughs> I understand that they didn't give him a performance bonus, but it would have been nice for Ode. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing how he looks at 125. I think that'd be if he could carry that power down there, yeah, like he, he could definitely. be a contender. That division is wide open, so I mean, he could jump in the top 15 right away. Overall, I think it was you know a, a decent card. There was the prelims were not great though, there was some like really dragging on fights, but. It is what it is. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Cole Sheldon's going to be joining me. We'll be breaking down UFC 258. Uh, let's go to some comments here. Let's do it. Um, Timothy, talk about Rosa. Dude, I think she's great. I think she's yeah. phenomenal. Her stats are amazing, too. Like, if you look at what she's doing by the numbers, it's phenomenal. She's landing, she's, like, well over 100 strikes in the fight. She has a great trading partner in Jessica Andrade, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> um, let's see here. Cole. Cole saying there's a million reasons why Dillashaw would get a title shot Corey. Cole, I think we both agree, but I think Marcel wants to hear like uh, a reason that's not money related, if I'm not mistaken, right, Marcel? Like just from a pure like style point of view, I guess. Yeah, of course. I, I don't need the UFC propaganda in my ear. Just say why you think. <laughs> I love this guy, man. Uh, Daniel says Rosa and McMahon. I mean, I think Renault. McMahon, sure, they could do that too. I don't know if yeah. McMahon would even want to take that fight though. But, yeah, uh, she lost her last, but does he have a choice? I don't know. True, don't know. true. She might be also getting cut 60 people. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Timothy Miller, Troy seems like a glass can. Huge explosive potential, but I think if he fights more well-rounded guys against Troy, probably. He's had some bad performances, but, I mean, the guy's six feet tall. He has a long reach. He's He's got some tools, and I talked about this last week. I said he's got physical gifts, so he does have those, and, and he did well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Marcus, yeah. Question for Adam. How many times were your tweets featured during the main card? I saw you multiple times. <laughs> The funny thing is, like, uh, someone messaged me and they're like, I saw your tweet. And I was like, really? Uh, and I was like, oh, you saw it again? Dude, they put it up like three or four times. Usually they yeah. might put it once a card, maybe once a card, if I'm lucky. <laughs> they put it up a bunch. I saw you the whole time, man. Like, this is great. <laughs> it's funny, Marcel. I stopped tweeting out my scores. I just posted yeah. my thoughts on the fight. Now they put me back on TV. Once my <laughs> crappy scorecards aren't on TV anymore. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, that is cool for sure. And, uh yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it's always good to get recognition and, and for people to, you know, to see, find me out from that. I mean, 
I've never worked for a big website. I've worked for good, solid websites. Never like I've never worked for MMA Junkie or MMA Fighting. So no one really, a lot of people don't even know who I am yet. I don't think in this space. So it's I'm still getting people that are discovering me, man, which is awesome. People I know, think people know who you are, man. No they know who I am, but not as much as guys that are they've worked for big sites, man. I never have, okay. you know. So uh, and same with you, Marcel. Trust me, you'd have you'd have a hundred thousand followers. If you worked for ESPN or something. It's true. It's true. So I think it's pretty cool that I'm, I got some tweets. And I've seen you on there too, Marcel, obviously, yeah. <laughs> many times, especially with your amazing scorecards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Tanyoni thought the fight was trying to run out the octagon. When he's in there, you have to be a warrior. It's true. Uh, Tim says he saw my tweets three times. That's awesome. Uh, TJ versus Font versus TJ versus Font, the loser again, Aldo. Yeah, I'm, that actually, the youth, the, ever saw with the winner, why does he fight the loser of the title fight? That makes more sense than anything. Burns or Usman? I can't talk about. I want to. I want to spoil for you, man. I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'm not going to get Marcelo's thoughts because I don't want to hear his pick yet either. I don't want any influence. Uh, we, like I said, we finished that card. Let me see. I had something else here to talk about. Oh, um, uh, Mike Perry. He called out like. Did you see his Twitter? He called out like 20 people. Okay. And one of them was Alan Juban, and Alan Juban said he's he's going to retire. Uh, not surprised at all. What do you think? Yeah, plus they both fought each other, right? And That's what he called also a rematch. He said, do you want the rematch? That's what he said, right? Alan Chaban is going to retire. I think it's the right thing yes. to do, man. I yes. mean, uh, he's also now having – I saw him at a desk job in, in the UFC yeah, as exactly, well. Yeah, exactly. He does well. He does well. So, I mean, he was also at UFC tonight many times with Kenny Florian, I remember, when they did that uh, that, that uh, trivia kind of thing. Was at UFC tonight? I'm not sure. But uh, they were – he's good. Let him do that. Perfect. He's too many times he's he's, he's injured. I think uh, not very consistent in the octagon. So that would that would work, man. I like it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there was a few finance like the last couple of days. I messaged mm. you about one of them. Uh, you guys broke it. Cub Swanson and Gavin Tucker. Yeah, uh, love this fight. By the way, great fight. Uh, Cubs looked amazing. Two back to back wins now as an underdog. And he knocked out uh, Pineda. And yeah. we also beat Cron Gracie. And now we have uh, um, Tucker, who's looked phenomenal too. Three straight wins after that beating versus Rick Glenn, where I honestly thought his career was over. I really thought that was the end of that guy's career. And he's come back with a vengeance, Marcel. They're both in their like, late to mid-30s, if I'm not mistaken, too. So it's uh, an interesting shock. fight. Gavin uh, Tucker's like 30, 34, 35. Yeah. I, I thought he was much younger. <laughs> Crazy, right? What do you think of the yeah. fight? Yeah, fun fight, of course, man. I think Gavin Tucker did very well against Billy Carantello last time out. And Cubs Swanson on a two-fight win streak with wins against Cron Gracie and uh, Daniel Pineda. It's a fun fight, man. I'm um, looking forward to this one a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good fight. And, and Gavin Tucker was supposed to go down to bantamweight. He was actually um, supposed to... Uh, I don't know. He was supposed to fight Julio Arce at a certain moment, but that fight didn't didn't happen. And that was at featherweight, by the way, because he wanted to go to bantamweight, but he didn't go to bantamweight anymore, and he stayed at featherweight. But yeah, it worked out for him, man. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, any other? Was there any other fights announced on the weekend? Dean Barry, Mike Jackson. We there we, we go. Uh, we put it out as well. Yeah, you guys put uh, that one. Um, Mike Jackson, man. Uh, I like the guy. I you know, but is he really a fighter? I'm not sure. You know that Dean Barry, after this fight, he's fighting at 170 now. He wants to cut to 145. So, um, yeah, he's taking this fight pretty much at a high weight for him. So, yeah, 
also a great fight. Also with uh, Kai Kamaka against TJ Brown. I think that's that's a, that's a fun fight as well. Um, TJ Laramie against uh, Damon Jackson was announced also for the same card. Also looking forward to how TJ Laramie does in the second yeah. fight uh, after a pretty much uh, a pretty how do you say that um, lopsided loss? Yeah, yeah, for a pretty bad loss in the first fight. I didn't expect. And yeah, I mean. That's some fun fights being announced. Looking forward to it. I hope some more fights get announced today or tomorrow because uh, the weekend was uh, pretty. I know. Actually, I went uh, your page. I didn't see anything really. So no, nah. it is what it is. Um, any news on Dewado Burgos? Hopefully, they rebook it. I guess. I don't think it's going to get rebooked. To be honest, I think they're looking to something else. MMA Forum guy, this is funny. He says, "I think Ryan Frederick's mom controls the infight tweets." He actually gets a lot of tweets. And, uh, you know, I'm not a guy who likes much attention, so I'm like, when I get these, I'm like, uh, but it's cool still. Um, I will say that uh, I think the guy who does it is, I uh, can't remember his name now. Um, he works for UFC and ESPN, and he, he got, follows a lot of us on Twitter. I think that's what's going on here. But I, I don't really know how to even find the tweets. I'm assuming by the hashtag, I'm guessing, but I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, but sometimes I see a lot of tweets without the hashtags. So right, I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how they do it. It must be someone following me, I had, if I had to guess. They probably yeah. follow you. They follow you too, actually, Marcel. They do. Tyler Warner. Finding out Mike Beltran wasn't already licensed to Nevada blew my mind. He's one of the best refs. I agree 100%. Yeah. These are going to be the last comments we take, Marcel, because we only have like two minutes left. we got to do our uh, plugs and we'll get out of here. Pacers fan says, how is Cody ranks four, five spots ahead of Munoz? Munoz lost to Aljo and number four, Edgar K.O. Coley. And I thought he beat Edgar. Munoz is underrated in the rankings. Having said that, he's actually ranked uh, right around, I think he's ranked above Rivera who beat him. So. It's one of those things. MMA math doesn't always work out 100%. I do agree Cody's probably ranked a little higher, um, but he did beat a Sunset in devastating fashion. So it is what it is. Um, and Jose says the rankings suck. K-Stack, this is my boy Keisha. He says Laramie's a horrible name, TJ Laramie. He better win that fight, man. I'll tell you right now, Marcel, he doesn't win. He, he might get cut too. They may be able to say yeah. you're not ready for the UFC, you know? He looked amazing on Contender Series. I was surprised. Yeah, but he was him. also in trouble in, in the early beginnings than Daniel Swain. Yes, so, he was. He came back. Point. And he, yeah. Yes, and he came back in the vengeance. And then this is the last question, guys. Yan versus he can't talk about it. <laughs> we don't do predictions until the week of. I do it on Tuesday with Cole. Marcel did it, um, like the extra fights last week. And then when Bellator starts again, I'm going to have Marcel join me for Bellator if he'd like to. Uh, we broke as well, by the way. We broke as it? well. A April 9th. That's what they said, right? So April, have they yeah. announced any? They announce any fights or no? No, uh, tomorrow at uh, what big announcement, right? That's like four four p four p.m. Uh, Eastern time. They're gonna have a big presser, and uh, they're probably gonna announce announce some uh, fight cards and uh, fight announcements. So yeah, check it out. I've I've seen a few rumored fights. I saw uh, me too. What'd you see, Douglas Lima? Who is he rumored to fight? I guess Yaroslav Amosov. Yes, I saw that. That's the rumor I saw too, which would be a great fight, and Amosov deserves a shot. What was the other rumor, Marcel? There's one other fight, right? I don't, I don't know. Definitely Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanchez against. Yes, that's happening. That probably happens on the first card. They want to get that fight out of the way. So I'm assuming it'll it'll probably be a stack card with two or three title fights because the Pitbull fight is a title fight, even though it is the semifinals. Last comment, Power Warner. We'll see you tomorrow, man. 10 a.m. Eastern Time, UFC 258 breakdown, full preview. Myself and Cole Sheldon. That's it for today. Marcel, thanks again, man, for, for joining us. I know you weren't feeling the greatest this morning, man, so I appreciate you uh, jumping in the chat a little bit into it. Marcel, plug yourself, man. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me again. 
mmadna.nl, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you can find it. And uh, my personal account, bitmuscle 24 on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And let's hope I can be annoying you, annoy you guys tomorrow in the comments. Yeah, you're coming in the comments. Tim says great combo. Yeah, dude, come back, Tim. We, we loved having you. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at mmmadamartin right there at the bottom of the screen. You see my tweets anyways. You guys know what it is. Uh, bjpen.com, mmaoddsbreaker.com, mmarings.net. I just joined my mmanews.com. Thanks to Eric Cole and those guys for having me. I'm doing some writing for them as well, so that's awesome. Um, you know, I put a tweet out like last week, Marcel, and I had a lot of people, uh, you know, reach out to me. So right now I have some fires in the iron, uh, irons in the fire, guys, and uh, hopefully I have some more good news to announce in the coming days, hopefully. But if not, I'm already happy with, uh, you know, I did get at least one gig out of that tweet, so that's awesome. All right, guys, have a great day. I'll be back.